Welcome to the latest podcast from Decipher Consulting. In this podcast, Annie Cliff catches up with director Tom Francis for a look at concurrent delay. What is it? Why has it caused so many issues for construction disputes? What is concurrent delay? So, Annie, I guess there's been a bit of debate around concurrent delay over the years. Uh, it's really a hot topic that, that never seems to go away. And um, I guess the best definition I've come across, and the one that seems to be used most, refers to a quote by John Marin QC in 2002. And uh, what he mentioned was, the concurrent delay is essentially a period of project overrun, which is caused by two or more effective causes of delay, which are of approximate equal causative potency. So what we're essentially talking about is, is, is two delay events, one perhaps a contractor event, the other an employer delay event, that occur at the same time and have an equal um, effect on the completion date of the works um, at that time. A lot of debate around concurrent delay over the last few years, and there seems to be kind of two approaches to, to concurrent delay. Um, I suppose the more traditional approach, um, which goes back to cases like um, uh, Henry Boot, Malmaison, is that if two events occur at the same time, one caused by the contractor, one by the employer, the contractor will essentially get an extension of time for that. They may well not recover their loss and expense, their money, but the time effect um, is given. And that was always the kind of concurrent view that I, I learned to, to work to when I first started out. I guess things have changed since then. Um, some of the more recent cases, um, there, was a, there was a case like a cruises um, and a few others in, in more recent years, which has kind of altered that approach somewhat. And what they're now, the case law seems to now be implying um, is that where a contractor is in culpable delay prior to an employer delay event occurring, should the employer delay event not push the end date any further, even though those events might now be overlapping, the contractor gets no extra time. Um, so it's perhaps a, a harder view on true concurrency. Interestingly, the, the second edition of the SCL delay instruction protocol actually um, references both approaches to concurrency, but states its preference for the second approach, which is this newer approach. And I certainly get involved in many a de debate with opposing experts and, and such like over, you know, what, whether we should adopt the first approach to concurrency or, or the latter. Um, it's not really been established yet, I don't think. Um, whether it does in the course in future, I just don't know. Uh, but it's, you know, it, it, it's, a th it's something that comes up quite often. Certainly in our line of work. Why is it such a problem for delay analysts and lawyers? I guess looking at the delay analyst issue, um, it can be quite hard to establish true concurrency, and that can really be open to debate amongst um, you know, two opposing delay experts, as in which event is really driving the end date? Are both really driving the end date? Some people say that's very rare to have two events that are equally. Um, causing an equal uh, delay to, to the completion date at one time. The facts usually will support, uh, or the contemporary evidence will support, perhaps one being more, more, um, more critical than the other. Um, it's from a legal perspective, well, you know, I think the law was reasonably well established, although around concurrency in the past, um, perhaps less so now. It's a little bit more vague over you know, how we really determine Currency as the SEL protocol sets up two, two kind of uh, approaches to that. And then concurrency is perhaps become even more uh, important in 
recent years because of um, the, the North Midland siding case, in which the contract pretty much wrote out the um, the option for the contractor in that case to to be given an extension of time for for current delay. And we're seeing this type of clause more and more often being presented in, in contracts, and it really is a, is a difficult stumbling block, perhaps for a lot of contractors, in the sense that concurrency will be raised um, in any discussion over uh, the cause of delay by the opposing side um, to allege that concurrent delay exists and you get into a big debate then over whether it does exist and whether the contractor should be given an extension of time uh, in relation to that. So previously it was all an argument over money but concurrent delay arose, now it's even an argument over time you know, and should the damages apply for concurrent delay. And that's really coming to the fore uh, on the back of that, the North Midland siding case. And those clauses seem to be more prevalent um, you know, in, in a lot of contracts that we see. Tom, how do you approach analysing concurrent delay? So I, I think um, I think the key the key important things are to look at the critical path evolving over time to adopt the Windows approach. And that will really give you a good understanding of how the critical path has changed incrementally. Uh, month by month. It will also then establish what's clearly on the critical path in each, in each window, but also what's on the near critical path in each window. And it's those near critical paths which are often the, um, the areas of debate where one side will say, well, yes, the critical path may, it, you know, is caused by, 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 by one event, but there's another event on the near critical path. And actually, in our view, that's the, the real critical path. So I think it's really important for the analysts to consider those other routes to completion which are clearly, or, well, clearly don't have floats on or significant float. What we mean by that is they are potentially causes of delay. And to really then investigate the facts around that, to consider, you know, the, the contemporary evidence to establish whether there is any debate or around, you know, those, those other potential causes of delay, and to really narrow it down to the factual evidence to, to either support or not a, a potential concurrent path to completion. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decipher podcast. While every effort has been taken to ensure its accuracy, no reliance should be placed on the content or opinions expressed at the time of recording. We hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.